all over the world, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing, and that happens through your giving and through your prayers, and it brings me so much joy. Let's turn to Exodus chapter 20. As we continue our series on the Ten Commandments, there are two sections in the Ten Commandments. The first section focuses vertically on our relationship with God. That's commandments one through four. And the second section focuses horizontally on our relationship with others. That is commands five through ten. And we are now entering that second section looking at the fifth commandment. Our sermon title is Honor Your Parents. And as I was preparing this message, and in fact there are ways the Lord confirmed this uh, this morning, God gave me an impression from Malachi chapter 4 verse 6 where the Lord gives a promise that the hearts of parents will be turned to children and the hearts of children will be turned to their parents. And I believe that part of what God is accomplishing this morning in our lives, in his kindness, is to bring healing where there is brokenness and to meet those who are in difficult and strained relationships by turning the hearts of parents and children of every age toward each other. Exodus 20, and let's begin reading in verse 1. This is God's holy and authoritative word. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children of the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments." You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And verse 12 brings us to the fifth commandment. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. 
And let's continue reading the remaining commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. May God bless the preaching of his word and Lord use your word to come and change our hearts and change our lives for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. A teenager from Illinois called the cops a few years ago uh, to explain that someone had stolen his Xbox 360. When a police officer arrived at the Buffalo Grove, Illinois home after the 911 call, the teen explained that his parents had taken the Xbox 360 from him. He asked the officer if his mom and dad had the legal authority to confiscate the gaming system, and he was informed that they most certainly did. A police report indicates the officer, quote, advised him that he needed to listen to his parents. There is no command in scripture that is more bound up with my own life story and my own coming to Christ than this divine command to honor your parents. As a teenager, there was a whole lot of foolishness in my life. I was disrespectful, disobedient, and ungrateful to my parents. I've shared with many of you before, as a teenager, my goal in conversation was to make my dad upset and to make my mom cry. I very clearly remember one conversation with my dad where the whole family was present. He asked me a question, and I said, Dad, I already told you, but you went on blabbering about your opinions and why I'm wrong. I did not realize at the time just how much God cares about honoring parents. And in fact, in Deuteronomy 21, it says that if there is a stubborn and rebellious son who will not listen to the voice of his parents, the parents got to bring him out to the elders of the city and all of the elders, the men of the city, will stone him to death to purge the evil from your midst, it says, so that everyone hears about it and everyone stands in fear of the Lord. That Old Testament practice is no longer in place, which is the only reason some of us are alive this day. <laughs> but I guarantee and can tell you on the authority of God's word that violations of the fifth commandment are no less serious today and God still cares every bit as much about honoring our parents. The people of Christ who have been saved by the blood of Christ and redeemed by our loving God, the people of Christ are to be set apart from a godless world by how we treat our parents. And while the command does have particular application for children and youth, the command applies to all Israelites regardless of age, and it applies to every one of us today. 
Leviticus 19 verse 3 says, Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father. Every one of us is called to give great respect to our parents. Now, I want to say at the outset, I know many people have had parents who have not been godly and who have failed in various ways, sometimes terribly. This command does not mean that we move toward abusive parents or obey parents who require us to disobey Christ. And yet, even in hard cases and strained relationships, this command has application, even if the application may look different. We must be on guard that we do not excuse ourselves from the command because we have difficult or sinful or imperfect parents. No, the command applies to us. And if you don't have children or living parents, there is still much to learn and apply from this command. The catechisms throughout church history apply this command broadly. And so the Westminster Larger Catechism says, by father and mother, in using that language in the fifth commandment, are meant not only natural parents, but all superiors in age and gifts, and especially those God has placed over us in the home, in the church, and in society. Father and mother are used in the Old Testament not only for physical parents, but for others in positions of influence and leadership. And so we will focus this morning on family relationships while keeping in view in our lives the broader application of God's command. Three points. First, the importance of honoring our parents. The importance of this command. When God moves, it's, this is striking, when God moves from the commands involving our relationship with God, those vertical commands, to the horizontal commands, what command will he start with? Well, he starts with honoring your parents. Why? Why does he start there and why is so much weight placed upon this command in Scripture? Well, it is certainly in part the importance God places upon the family, which is indeed under great attack in our particular cultural moment. The family is the basic unit of society, and as the family goes, so goes the culture. Christian family life, uh, marriage, parenting, Christian family life is a vital part of our influence in the world and our witness to the world. God also prioritizes the command because of the great shaping influence parents will be upon children. You can think about it this way. Where, where does God intend for us to learn so many of life's most important lessons? Where do we learn his good design for human authority? Where do we learn what it means to be under authority? Where do we learn how to listen to people and how to respect others? Where does God intend for us to learn about love and care and protection? Where do we learn to value the wisdom of those who are older and more mature than us? All of this and more is intended to happen in the home as children honor their parents. Parents have a high 
noble, glorious calling, the calling of representing Christ to the children who are entrusted by God to their care. And as we as parents love and nurture our children, they are to see the love of Christ on display. As we are patient and gentle with them, they are to see the gentleness and the patience of Christ on display. As we discipline and correct them, they come to understand something of the authority of God and their own sin and their need for a savior. See, ultimately God's desire for the family is not simply that well-behaved kids be raised. No, his plan is related to the gospel. His plan is related to his message of salvation. God's desire among his people is that the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ be transferred from one generation to another. Children should learn about the death and resurrection of Christ. They should learn about the riches of the love of God, the hope of eternal life. They should learn these things from their parents. This is how it has been from of old. When the children of Israel would ask, why are we putting blood on the doorpost? What is the meaning of the Passover? Why do we kill the lamb? The parents would then speak up and say, this is what God has done. This is who God is. This is the glory of the salvation that we have received. And his purposes for the Christian family are, and I thank God for this, exactly what I have experienced in my own extended family. Where both of my parents had parents who raised them in the ways of the Lord. And raised their kids in the ways of the Lord. And now have children who are raising their children in the ways of the Lord. This is his design for the home. In Proverbs 2, the father says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments within you, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So parents are supposed to teach their children who God is. The wondrous works of the Lord, the riches of his grace in the gospel. Children, parents will teach you the path of wisdom. And parents, this is your job description. I find most parents today tend to be far too hands-off, uh, apprehensive about exercising authority, apprehensive about exercising influence, apprehensive about bringing correction and instruction of any kind. Someone said, if you as a parent aren't influencing your kids, you can be sure that the devil will be influencing them. And you can be sure the world will be influencing them. And so parents get in the game. It is, it is parents who bear primary responsibility for the instruction of their children in the path of wisdom. That cannot be delegated to youth pastors or to school teachers or to anyone else. Children are to honor their parents. Parents are to bring up their children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. From childhood acquainting them with the sacred writings which are able to make them wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. This is God's plan for the importance of this command. Now second, the nature of honoring our parents. And we will see that this command has application for believers and for unbelievers. None are exempt from the command to honor their parents. What does 
it mean to honor our parents? Well, certainly it may look different, will look different in various seasons of life, but let's consider the nature of the command and what it mean. means. To honor your parents means that you love them. It means respecting your parents. It means obeying your parents while you are under their roof, learning from your parents, gratitude for your parents. And so children who are here and who are listening to this sermon, God gave you your mom and dad, and he put them in charge of you. And this command means that when they tell you to do something, God wants you to obey cheerfully and respectfully and immediately. One of the things to understand about this command to honor our parents, honor is distinct from obedience. Honor is a broader category and more comprehensive category than obedience. It certainly includes obedience, but it goes beyond mere obedience. To honor your parents means that their opinion and their perspective carries weight. It means that you respect them and look up to them. So honoring includes obedience, but it is a broader category. And children who honor their parents are concerned not merely with what they are allowed to do, but with the preferences and the wisdom of their parents. Too often teens, and this was certainly the case with me, tend to think only in terms of asking for permission. Can we do this? Am I allowed to do this? And rarely think in terms of inviting counsel and asking for advice. We, we tend to see parents as an obstacle to us doing what we want to do rather than seeing them as an aid in determining whether or not we should want to do something in the first place. We need to, to have this posture of honoring our parents that makes us lean towards benefiting from their counsel and their wisdom. And so let me say a word to the teens who are here. And one thing I want to say to the teens of this church is that I love you guys so much. And you guys do a fantastic job in this area. You are a gift to our church family and I cannot wait for youth camp. And I'm looking forward to how God is going to meet us there. Here's, I want to exhort the young people in the church to honor your parents. Which means you need to open up your life to your parents. You need to go for them for counsel and advice. When is the last time that you've asked for their input or their counsel on something? Humbly receive correction from them, which means that when there is correction or adjustment brought to you and you are responding to them, that response to them should not begin with the word but. Instead, you should respond with reception. Proverbs 13 verse 1 says, A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. We must all refuse to be disrespectful when we talk to our parents or about our parents, whether that's in tone or in body language or in words. I do love that we have so many teens in the church who honor their parents well. Keep that up and grow even more. At the same time that there is much to commend, I also believe that some of you need to be challenged and corrected here. 
something has to change in your life. And God in his kindness is after that change in your life and how you relate to your parents here today. You cannot claim to honor God if you do not honor your parents. Relationships in the home will be the test of our commitment to Christ. And thank God there is mercy and forgiveness in Christ. And so if you have already been made aware, if God in his kindness is bringing something to mind today that you need to ask for their forgiveness for, go to your parents today. Resolve to be a person who loves God by honoring your parents. And let me say something about the category of gratitude as well, which we should each have for our parents. You should be grateful for your parents precisely because they had to put up with you. And the same is true for me. We should be grateful because of the daily sacrifices that parenting involves year after year. Your parents sacrificed time, money, quiet, rest for you. Some of our parents came close to sacrificing their sanity for us. And so we ought to be grateful. Uh, I, I can never understand those in Covenant Fellowship who were raised in Christian homes and adopt a fundamentally critical posture toward their upbringing. This idea, well, my parents did too much of this, not enough of this, failed to teach me this, didn't model this. Friends, wouldn't it be so much better and more obedient to the fifth command to be grateful? And don't we have countless reasons to be thankful to God for our parents, even those who were not raised in a Christian home or those who have a difficult relationship with your parents? Consider if you have anything to be grateful for as an expression of honoring your parents. I remember when the NBA player Kevin Durant received the award of the most valuable player of the year and in his acceptance speech, in a very moving moment, he thanked his mom. He said, last night, uh, he said, lastly, my mom, in his giving of thanks, single parent with two boys by the time you were 21 years old. And by the way, we as a church family, thank God and greatly honor the single parents in our midst. We thank God for them. <laughs> Kevin Durant says, he says, we moved from apartment to apartment by ourselves. One of the best memories I had is when we moved into our first apartment, no bed, no furniture. We just all sat in the living room and just hugged each other. We thought we made it. When something good happens to you, I don't know about you guys, but I tend to look back to what brought me here. And he says to his mom, you waking me up in the middle of the night in the summertime, making me run up a hill, making me do push-ups, screaming at me from the sideline at my games at eight or nine years old. We weren't supposed to be here. You made us believe. You kept us off the street. You put clothes on our backs, food on the table. When you didn't eat, you made sure we ate. You went to sleep hungry. You sacrificed for us. And then he says, you're the real MVP. If it's been some time since you have expressed gratitude and thanked your father or your mother, consider sending a text or calling them even today and saying, thank you. Express honor and gratitude where you can. 
as an application of honoring your parents. And then third and finally, the motivation for honoring our parents, which the passage gives attention to, the motivation for honoring our parents. Paul says in Ephesians 6 that this is the first command with a promise, and he's right. Honor your father and mother. Why? What is the motivation? What is the reason God gives for obedience to this command? Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So for the original recipients of this command, God makes clear that honoring your parents is connected to a long and peaceful life in the promised land of Canaan that God was delivering his people to. Ephesians 6, though, is clear that there is a promise that continues for today. What does this promise mean for us today? Well, it is the promise of an abundant life. It is the promise of a life of flourishing, a life of true blessing. God's design is that security and blessing come from the honoring of parents. And generally speaking, things will go well for you in life if you honor your parents. It's interesting, sociologists will tell you that one of the best predictors for graduating school, staying out of jail, staying married, is someone's experience in the home. And there are certainly exceptions to this, but children and youth who honor their parents are setting out on the right path in life. They are setting out on the path of divine blessing. I know, and it feels like yesterday that it was the hardest thing for me to believe, I know that it is exceedingly difficult for young people to believe this reality, but this command to honor your parents really is intended by God for your good. He has your good, your blessing in view. The command is a command of love. And God has told us in any age of our lives that honoring our parents will always result in blessing. You will not regret obedience to this command. And so we are freed to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, and we can know with full certainty that honoring our parents is indeed in our best interest. This is for your good, even if you don't see it, even if you don't understand it. We receive grace from God as we relate to our parents as we ought, the way that He intends. And this is especially the case with faithful Christian parents. Andrew Murray says, believing and devoted parents are one of the mightiest means of grace. And it's true. You know how God intends to bless you if he's put you in a Christian home? Through your parents. They are one of the mightiest means of grace in your life. Parents have the wisdom that young people so desperately need. You see this as a major theme in the book of Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, parents are a major source of wisdom, and God says that honoring your parents will be a light to your path. Do you want things to go well in your life? 
Do you want to flourish? Do you want to prosper? Do you want to be blessed by the Lord? This is the way forward. It says in Proverbs 6, beginning in verse 20, and one of the things I love about the Proverbs is you have this picture of what a parent ought to be, in particular fathers pleading with their sons. Saying, my son, avoid the way of folly. Live this. Here's the path of wisdom. Here's what I've learned. There's instruction that comes. Proverbs 6, beginning in verse 20. My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light. And the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. You want a lamp for your feet? Honor your father. Honor your mother. Remember their instruction. And according to Proverbs, the opposite is also true. If you don't honor your parents, God will not light your path and we will stumble in darkness. Proverbs 20 verse 20. If one curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in utter darkness. There is a very real sense in which God's treatment of us depends largely on our treatment of our parents. Proverbs 30, verse 17, says, The eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey a mother will be pecked out by ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. I can tell you, that's not the future life you want for yourself. You want the life of blessing, not the life of judgment. Most of my teen years... Most of my teen years, I squandered in disrespect and dishonor toward my parents. But it is in fact their love and their prayers that God used to draw me to Christ. And I could take you to the very spot, the curb that I was sitting on with Megan beside me, who was then my girlfriend, now my wife. And I told her through tears after several years of deceit and lying to my parents and dishonoring them, I told Megan, we need to just be friends because obeying God by honoring my parents means more to me than our relationship does and means more to me than anything else in the world. You see, there was a fire that was lit in my heart. There was a determination. The Spirit had brought conviction into my heart, conviction of sin and a determination to live for the glory of God. And so I then later... December of 1999, when I was 19 years old, I wrote a note to my parents, and one of the things I said in that note was this. I said, at times it wasn't easy, and I know that I was wrong, though I think those times complete the joy that's presently so strong. Thanks is all that I can say in the words I write to you. So much of what God's done for me, he chose to do through you. Mom and Dad, I am blessed to have breathed beneath your care. I pray that I'll remember all that you have taught me there. Honor your father and mother. Let each one of us press in to obey this command in how we relate to our parents, including spiritual parents, including all who are 
superiors in age and gifts and station. We press on to follow the fifth commandment. We do so knowing that there is only one man who kept the command perfectly. Jesus, the Son of God, perfectly and submissively carried out the will of his Father in heaven. As a child and throughout his teen years, he perfectly honored his parents. During his ministry, he rebuked the Pharisees for failing to provide for their parents. And then at the end of his earthly life, he greatly honored Mary. Even as he hung upon the cross for our salvation, he charged John to care for his mother. Let each one of us follow in the footsteps of our Savior. Honor your father and mother that you may experience the life of flourishing and blessing that God has promised to us in Christ. Amen.